Hello, I'm Renee Barabo, the Practical Shaman. Happy to be here with you to talk about a very serious topic. (laughs) I'm Sandra Ingerman, and welcome to the Shaman's Cave. And we do have a very serious topic. Um, The topic is is actually, uh, the topic is metaphorical, um, but you'll all understand what I'm talking about of how do we keep uh, on with our lives while the world is on fire. And I know people are really being affected by the fire in Maui right now, but that was actually not the seed that got planted um, around this topic because Mm -hmm. this topic was actually planned before the Maui fire even happened. Um, Every single day we're learning news that is showing that the world, whether it's an earthquake, a flood, or whatever, we're using the metaphor of the world is burning up. And in a lot of places, the world is burning up. So the question is, um, how do we maintain our sanity? And how do we maintain our lives and keep moving forward? Um, while this tragedy is always coming at us, how do we uh, develop the resiliency, the tools that we need to be able to keep moving forward during these times and not go down? Um, and, and, And the lesson is to be resilient and not go down so that we can all walk through Um, this place of fire, um, the spirit showed me this tunnel of fire um, in the middle of the night the other night, and it was my tunnel of fire that I had to walk through. Mm. And the spirit said to me, breathe through it, breathe through it, and get through it. Mm. Do we do? What do we do to get through these times uh, with our sanity intact? That's what our show is about today. (laughs) Uh, and as you were speaking about, like, um, you know, getting through it without going down, I had the vision of um, Ekatel, the, the wind god, and that you might go down. You might go down into, like, they had, a, in the in the Aztec tradition, they, they there was five, I think we're what, in the fifth or sixth world, let me, I don't want to screw up the history, but that that we do go down and we burn and, you know, it's making something from the ashes that do burn and like a forest can regenerate itself and grab up those nutrients from what's left after the, 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 the devastation, you know, I'm, I'm, I've talked about that. I'm writing this new book and, and my editor last week says to me, Renee, I thought you were writing a simple book on practical shamanic tools and here you are talking about the world's on fire, that people can't drink the water, you know, all of all of these topics. And I'm there like, well, that's the reason people need this book. And what it is, though, for me is that, yes, this is where we're at in the world. And nature-based tools are the simple way through to breathe through the fire of what Sandra was just talking to, like that if you practice and practice and practice and practice your tools that when there's an urgent 
windstorm out your window and your neighbors need help, you it's not it's second thought. You it's you know, you just move into using your tools to get through whatever's put in front of you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And and what I just wrote, um, I wrote my September transmutation news and um what I wrote in it is that I basically have said everything that we need to do um, for 20 years now. And, um, and the point is, is how deep did we work with our tools? How deep did we work with our tools? And so we're, with the world on fire and with the initiation aspect of this, um, it's absolutely true that we all go down, but did you practice your tools enough? Did you practice your tools enough so that you remember what they are when you really need them? So it's really important. I think it's, um, it would be really important to reflect uh, in some way, maybe even making a list of what are some of the practices that you have learned that you know uh, can take you through the coming times. Mm. And so I did that. I did that the other day because I'm having a bit of a hard time, but um, personal, not in the world. And so I wrote down what were my most healing tools and really simple things like um, walking into my office every morning and starting my day with saging myself. Mm. I mean, how long does that take? How long does that take? But I've become like the rest of the distracted world. I stopped. That was my life. That was always my life. Every day I started with a journey and uh, saging myself and starting with spiritual practices until the Internet came. And then I started noticing that I started checking my emails before I started doing my spiritual practices to now where I found that I don't do my spiritual practices except what I call sacred times. So I'm moving back into just walking into my office and, and burning this wonderful plant that the creator gave us to cleanse ourselves and to be able to start a beautiful day. What tools, what simple, what simple things uh, do you have that you can bring yourself back to center and, and be able to move from a place of center, from your solar plexus, from um, your energy being expanded instead of contracted in, in fear what practices help you open to life instead of close down to life? That's a great question. I've added one recently too. You know, my new home is on the second floor. And so every morning the cat has her routine where she wants to go out. So earlier I would just, I mean, up and down the stairs 10 times a day, I would uh, go down and I'd let her out. With a little, you know, I'd give her a little pat, but now I actually open the door and I go out with her and I greet the day. I say, Sami, 
isn't this a wonderful day? And I, and I open up my arms and I like let the light because I'm facing east into me and into my day and acknowledge that, wow, it's a beautiful day. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the little shifts like that, that really make a big difference. Then I hustle back upstairs and, and, and move on to the next thing. But we don't, Maybe we, we don't have all of that time that we used to have to, you know, to make sure that we did all the rituals and things like that. So, you know, what are the simple ones that just could be as simple as when you wake up in the morning saying, I have um, a mantra that I had forgotten over time to say. So now when I get up before pretty early, I'm saying, you know, my three mantras and because when I add these things back into my day, my day goes better. Exactly. Yeah, I'm doing things like, um, you know, during the pandemic, um, when uh, there were five million summits going simultaneously, everybody was talking about how humming can calm down your nervous system. I was too busy teaching and trying to help people get through the pandemic. I, I And I can actually say I felt like I didn't have time to hum. So um, um, my husband, and this is, we've been together for um, close to 30 years, and he brings me a cup of tea every morning. Um, That's my time for myself. It's always been my whole entire life. I've had to have um, time for myself in the morning, and then I'm yours for the rest of the day. And I've always said that in my workshops. And so now when my husband's bringing me tea in the morning, I'm humming while I'm drinking my tea. Mm -hmm. Uh, So um, I found a way to bring a, a really good humming practice into my life. And I start with a song that I, um, welcomes the sun into my life. And then I do my two power songs, my uh, song I call in to call Isis and the song I call in uh, to call in my guardian spirit um, before I do healing work. (laughs) And um, doing all three songs every morning, humming, and just really letting... um, my breath go out so long, which I I can do. I have this ability to really hold my breath. Um, And I find that just doing that, I've called in my helping spirits that I've been working with for my uh, guardian spirit I've been working with for 40 years. Isis I've only been working with since uh, the late 1980s. And... um, and imagine how that makes you feel as you start your day. You know, you called in your spirits to be with you and you greeted the sun, you know. Love that. You know, you always say, oh, we've talked about everything. But you know what? We've never talked about our early morning rituals before. Yeah. And I'm curious, uh, for those of you who are listening at home, what are your early morning rituals you know, do they match ours? And um, make sure you subscribe and like and do all of that. But in the morning, I'm the same way. I have those two. Well, now, now I've told the universe that I want to be up because I have to write from six to eight before I start my day job. So sure enough, I'm getting that knock on the spiritual door at 6am to wake me up. But 
when I'm not writing and I just get up, I need two hours in the morning before I do anything. So even if I'm traveling early in the morning, like for a six o'clock flight, I have to set the alarm so that I have those two hours before I have to be out in the world. And, you know, I, I kind of now I'm really curious, is, is that something that spiritual seekers need? Is that time to organize their energy, bring back themselves from sleep and get the day coordinated before they see other people? Because I'm like you, then I'm on for the rest of the day until I drop. So I think that to know what that ritual is for you and some people it's at night, they, they shut down at night and they want that, you know, two hours before they go to bed to be their reading time, their coordinating time. They're thinking about what they did today and planning tomorrow time. But for me, it's always been morning and I always made jokes. That's why I work in the restaurant. They don't expect you to be there till 10. I have failed miserably when I ever had a job that I had to be there before 10. It was awful. That's why I'm always, Renee knows this, I'm always trying to push back the time of every <laughs> times because um, I, um, I just don't move fast in the morning. But I'm like Renee when I teach in person um, and I get up at four in the morning and just lie in bed and drink my coffee or drink my tea, whatever, and, and just relax. And I don't think about my day. I don't think about anything. But my mother, she, um, she every morning, she got up and smoked a cigarette before she went to work. And what she said to me was that this was her time, you know, because um, she had uh, two children. Um, uh, we didn't have money, so both my parents worked really long hours. So, you know, cooking, cleaning, she had to do all of that and working and taking care of us. So that one cigarette in the morning, it was her time. Nobody came into her space during that time. And that's how I feel for me. Nobody comes into my space during that time. So it's, it's a real regenerating time before I start my day and be open to whatever, whatever, whoever needs me uh, during the day. I think that's a really great takeaway for people who are listening to today's show is like, I think for me, when I don't do those morning routines, there's or or if I get a really bad night's sleep, there's really nothing that can alter you know, the trajectory of the day. I had this one client who used to tell me, Renee, you can always take a nap. And it was a catering client, not one of my clients. <laughs> Renee, you can always start the day over again, take a nap, get up and say, hey, it's a new day. Now, I always I've done over the years in my earlier, you know, sober years, I used to do that. I'd take a nap and say, okay, let's start again today, Renee. And I would do that. Um, but now what I do is if I know that I have had a really lousy night's sleep, I change the expectations of my day. Mm -hmm. I say, okay, well, I'm probably not going to do so well at writing. I'm, you know, I'm not going to get the rest of the chapter written, but I could do some research. 
So it's like knowing that maybe sometimes you have to alter your plans and not being so stuck in your plans that you can't shift. Absolutely. And I have shared this on shows before because I have written 12 books and I love to write. Um, somebody actually posted, I don't know if it was on the Shaman's Cave, our Facebook page, or um, another Facebook page, they posted a uh, quote from Carl Jung. And I usually, I wish people would speak from their hearts on Facebook instead of all these quotes. But this quote, I think, I think <laughs> was perfect. And I really needed it. And uh, Carl Jung said, think about the things that you loved to do when you were a child. Think about the, your favorite things to do uh, when you were a child. And that that's your path. Mm-hmm. Um, and my favorite thing to do as a child was to write. I used to sit in my room and um, write. Um, as soon as I came home from school, I was really into sports. I did sports. And, um, and then whenever we were supposed to be home or whatever, um, I sat down in my room and wrote. And I even had this little ritual. This is how strange I was. Um, I had this little ritual where I had to have a little bit of dinner by myself in my writing desk. And so my mother would actually bring me a little portion of food that I would eat by myself. I'd finish my writing and then I would go join my family for dinner. Um, it's a strange little ritual I had every day, but, um, and so I got off track here, but what I was trying to share is I do love to write, but I don't write like other people do. I wait, I wait until I feel a volcano (laughs) fire. I'm going to burn up if I don't sit down. And I actually said those words to people when I wrote Medicine for the Earth. It, it was such an intense, energetic book for me. I'd wake up, and if it was time to write, I'd feel like a fire was burning in me, and I'd have to run to my computer and get out the fire as fast as I could. But the fire might not come back for three weeks or a month. So... What I learned uh, through my writing and not putting pressure on myself was how to ride the waves of when the time is right, you know, to to push yourself into an activity, um, which is part of our topic, because you need to have the energy. And if you're feeling so overwhelmed by what's happening in the world, you don't really have that creative energy. And so, as Renee was saying, every day might be different. Um, I got affected by what's going on in the world today. I think I'm going to take some time for myself when I can, when I'm not working, and just process, do something good for myself, do something good for my nervous system. And I, I just learned through with all my books trusting the process i never questioned the process once um magic happens when you follow what what your own ability what your own energy is leading you to and as we're talking about in the show 
we're talking about when you're really being affected by inner and outer events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've said a lot on this. I would really love to hear your feedback of things that you do to stay sane and, you know, that and, and your process of moving through these events uh, of what works for you. And, and not going deeper into the tragedy of the event, but really what simple techniques can help other people who might be reading down through the chain of ideas to, to shift their eye, shift them out of that state because we, we aren't very helpful to other people when we're all frazzled. We need to, you know, we need to be the firemen in our life who can go into this burning building and pull people out to safety. And so, you know, what are the tools that you use for that? And we'd love to hear it. We'd love for you to subscribe. We'd love for you to, um, what else, Sandra? What's our sales pitch? (laughs) We would love for you to comment on YouTube and like us. Um, Those three combinations are what YouTube really looks for. Uh, It's not just uh, how many subscriptions, it's how many likes and how Mm -hmm. many comments. So there's this alchemical formula that YouTube looks at. So if you like our show and you find it meaningful to you in any way, please uh, subscribe, like us, and comment. Blessings, everyone. And... And it is a really tough time for so many of us. And um, as Renee and I say goodbye and blessings to you, let's all just take one moment to really feel our love for all of life, for every little nature being, all of life, all the good, all the challenges that are what's happening. Let's honor the process what's happening right now honor that this is all happening for our ultimate healing and our ultimate growth. And let's just hold each other in love at such a time when our hearts feel like they're breaking. And remember that spirit has a way to fix those breaks in a way that you're renewed in such a beautiful way that all of a sudden you realize that you're the person you've always wanted to be. Thank you. Mm-hmm.